When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi there, it's Joseph Shepard. And it's your girl, Miss Laganja Astranja. And welcome to Queenie. This is the podcast where Joseph and I break down each and every episode of RuPaul's Drag Race All Stars 8 in our very own way. Well, let's get into it. First up, we had Candy Muse. So Candy comes out in this black leather dress with a high slit. Did really enjoy how she came out with a sponge. I thought that was a really nice reference to Monet. And then I loved how she created an outfit that really doesn't remind me of Monet. And it definitely does remind me of Candy. It's got that shiny material that she always loves. We're getting her beautiful legs. I mean, it's a great shape. I definitely can't sew. So anybody who sews anything, I'm like, good job, girl. But yeah, it just, it felt way too safe and not like something a winner would wear. I love that you said it doesn't look like something that a winner would wear. And I think that that's the big part of this category too, because it was called I'm a winner. So these looks should be very winnerific. Right. You want you want to see something that you would see a queen walk down in one of her final runways. That's at least how I interpreted this, is that it should be big, it should be bold, it should be over the top, it should be signature drag. And again, this met some of those, but it didn't really meet the full prompt to me. Well, next up we had Miss Lala Ree giving me her Pebbles and Bam Bam fantasy. I was like, <laughs> this is very Flintstones for me. The colors are all there. I thought that she did a good job. Um, my biggest issues came from the wig line being so far back. I didn't think the dress was too bad. I think that the color looks great on her. I think that she did a good job executing it. But, you know, it's not, like we said, it's not like the winner winner dress. Yeah, I definitely noticed the wig slippage too, which is why I was like, really, nobody wanted to say something to her. Like, that was shady. Y'all should have just mm -hmm. told her her wig was too far back and let her pull it down. Um, I really enjoyed the color palette here. It's giving me very creamsicle. I love the accents of the blue. I know Michelle felt like it really closed her off, but I disagree. My mm -hmm. only problem with the neckline was that the blue didn't continue all the way around. There was a gap there. It was almost like she didn't have enough material. Mm -hmm. So I felt like if that was the case, I wish she would have cut it into squares and made like a checkerboard pattern. I think that that would have like really looked cute and then you wouldn't have noticed that she didn't have as much material. Mm -hmm. I loved her save on the runway, how she told the judges that she ran out of fabric and that's why it was a one sleeve. I did think the one sleeve fit a little weird, but I thought overall for her to make this, especially after trying two other times, it was a well-constructed dress. It is something that I could see myself wearing had the neckline been fixed and had the shoulder been fixed, but... I think, you know, it is a tarot for me. It isn't giving me full winner. It's not taking me into some super avant-garde fantasy. Again, it feels very safe. And I do think she looks beautiful, but it doesn't feel like a crowning moment. 
Exactly. And that's kind of how I felt about it, too. Like, she looks great. She looks wonderful. Wig line, yeah. But um, tear it for me. Well, up next, we have Miss Jessica Wilde giving us a little uh, nod to Kylie Sonique Love. I think that this is a beautiful dress. I'm very impressed that she made it. But again, it just isn't giving me this big grand finale. I'm a winner, baby. It's mm-hmm. definitely giving me like classic, you know, wild fantasy. She's giving you that samba. She's giving you the heat. She's giving you, you know, sequins over texture. And it is a beautiful dress. I really, yeah. I actually would wear the dress. It's hard for me to say tear it because I would wear this. But like I said, I don't really feel like it met the prompt. This isn't giving me winner. I don't know how she could have really embellished this. Maybe if it had a big jacket over it that mm. had a long train made out of just the sequin. And then maybe if she had taken some of those appliques and made a necklace and a big earring and a thing in her hair, you know, taken it to the next level, the next level. then this really met the challenge for me. But overall, again, this just felt very safe, especially since we're getting down to top five. Like, I feel like the girls should be bringing it at all chances 100 and i also feel she won the last design challenge in this season i actually think that this dress is prettier than the one that she made where she won the flower agreed so i was like okay well you know i i think that this is great i think she did a wonderful job at it i do love that she elevated the corset like you can tell that she used the corset for the base and i think that a lot of times when girls do use the corset for the base you can really really tell and here i like that she added different layers on top of it and really just like created something of her own that it wasn't necessarily just a corset that had stuff you know glued to it for sure i feel that well next up we have miss alexis michelle and she came out she had trinity the tux box uh and she came out in this beautiful is this a gown this is definitely a gown yeah purple fantasy um i I loved this. I thought she looked radiant. I loved her makeup, the hair, the feathers. I think she did a very, very great job with it. My one thing that I was not a fan of was the tool in the back. It just kind of seemed like an afterthought to me and like, let's accentuate this dress and make it a little bit more like high and grand. But I, I don't know that it just didn't do it for me. Sure, I, I definitely hear you on the tool, but I think had she not included that, then this too would have felt very simple. So I felt like that added a lot of drama and it really kind of took it to the next level, even though it isn't something I particularly would do. It just feels like a big poodle stuck on the back of her dress. But I, I do think it, it brought in the drama and I like how she accessorized it with these big giant diamond earrings and she's got the diamond rings and she's got the, you know, diamonds in her headpiece. Mm-hmm. I felt like she really was giving us that sort of crowning I'm a winner look. And I also felt like she referenced Trinity really well, but mm-hmm. then made it herself. So I feel like for me, this is a total wear it. She nailed the prompt. She looked beautiful. I don't know what was up with her Eureka O'Hara smile. I don't know if you've seen the video that's gone viral recently. Uh, I'm like, girl, putting a, a heavier queen on that little tiny stool, yeah, I'd be uncomfortable and moving around too. But she definitely was giving me that like Eureka uncomfortable smile, which I just didn't understand. I'm like, why are you like pushing this big giant musical theater smile? But maybe she really authentically felt like that happy. Um, but that's just like, again, being nitpicky. I'm like, I don't know why she had to sell it to me that way. I was buying it without this like over accentuated facials. But 
I think she looks beautiful. She did an amazing job. Construction is incredible. I love the shoulders. I love the sort of architecture that that's giving. Her beautiful shape, tiny waist. I mean, yeah, she she was giving me purple people eater, and I was here for it. <laughs> yeah, total wear it for me. I think that she looked gorgeous, and um, I'm so glad that she's kind of like coming into her own now. I'm thinking that the fans are kind of seeing Alexis Michelle as what Alexis Michelle wanted to show back in season nine, I think. Don't ask me. <laughs> I think it was nine, because season eight was with Bob. Okay. So then, season, yeah, season nine, I think. And if I'm wrong, I'm sure that people will yell at me in the comments. I'm sure they will, too. <laughs> Last up, we had Jimbo coming out in his Trixie Mattel-inspired get-up. Now, this was a moment for me. A face keeny and the, and the flower 1960s-type print with some pearls for the eyes and the mouth was the creepiest thing, I think, that I've seen. Uh, and then on top of that, I... What would you describe the pink latexy type thing being? I really don't know because it's sort of like a, a hybrid between a bodysuit and a jacket, but then it was almost like the jacket fed into the bodysuit. So it's just a crazy couture creation. What did you think of it? You know, I really liked this. I felt like Jimbo was going to win again because mm -hmm. the craftsmanship that it took to make such an outfit like this and really fit, like even the fit around the breasts is so impressive. Um, I had a little bit of an issue with the face kini. I liked it, but I felt like it could have been pushed further. Like I mm. wish he would have made like some very like Deja Sky eyelashes or like I just... I wish there was more features to the face. Mm -hmm. It feels a little too pared down for me. Uh, it just feels a little like, doo -doo 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 -doo, like just like stuck there. Like it didn't like fully take me into a, a full um, fantasy, which I felt like, I honestly feel like he did plan on doing that, but he ran out of time. I mean, he was yeah. saying that the day of. So I felt like a little underwhelmed with the face moment. But again, to be able to make this sort of outfit is just beyond my wildest dreams. I could never even know how to go about doing this, especially mm -hmm. in this material, to fit the body that well. And again, I really liked how it, it, it reminded me of Trixie, but it was giving me Jimbo. I just felt like, yeah. and it was giving crowning, and it was giving a moment. Like I just felt like on all the different levels of the challenge, Miss Jimbo nailed it. Total wear it for me. I Total wear it. I will say that, you know, there are some wins that I'm starting to see is questionable and some fans have said some things too about like who should have won what. I do think Alexis Michelle looks great. However, I also believe that, you know, if they made Jimbo lip sync in that and Jimbo had to take that off, Jimbo didn't have any makeup on. So there's like these moments in my head, I'm like, what's production being like, we want, uh, we want the best, we want the best for this moment. Yeah, that makes so much sense. I never thought about that because I was with Jimbo. I was like, well, if you're not going to see my face, like, why do I have to put makeup on? That's ridiculous. But you're right. If if he was to win, then he would have to show his mouth. So interesting how that all works out, right? It's a mm -hmm. lot of uh, story producing. I mean, those are people's jobs that create these shows. They help run the story. So definitely... Uh, it was an interesting episode. We got some more Alexis drama, which I lived for. I can't help it. I just like, I just love drama. I live for drama. When I'm watching TV, like I don't like drama in my real life, but mm -hmm. when I'm watching TV, I want to see 
moments and I want to be able to have discussions with my friends where we disagree or, you know, we, we have a sort of confrontation because of the way they made us feel. And, you know, in the beginning of this episode, Miss Lala Ree had obviously saved Alexis and Alexis was like, I'm going to remember that. And I got you girl. And then obviously at the end of the episode, after she won her, dare I say it, another boring lip sync against the gorgeous (laughs) and very talented Nikki doll, but also equally just like very there like that. The boots were made for walking and I was not talking about it. Um, but after she won, obviously Alexis sent home La La Ree, even though Candy Muse was in the bottom. And I was very shocked by this. I really did not expect that. I, I just felt like they'd been setting it up the whole episode for Alexis being like building something with Lala. Yeah. And then she was like, surprise, just kidding. I'm going to make the uh, the choice that you would least expect. So it was very shocking to me. I, I uh, definitely didn't expect it. And I overall felt like, in this particular challenge, Lala did do better than Candy. And, you know, I know that everyone has a different way of voting, track record, friends, this, that. But for me, I think it would have been really hard to send home the girl that just saved me, especially if her outfit was better. And she did try, I don't want to say harder, because it seemed Mm -hmm. like Candy had a lot of problems with her top and had to be creative. But, you know, we saw Lala remake three different dresses. So, I don't know. It was it was a shocker for me. I wasn't expecting it. What did you think? It was a shocker for me as well. And I will say, um, I think we're going to have to get into some voicemails now because our fans were not having it. So we need to open up the voicemail box and I'm going to play some of these messages because y'all were not having it the same Hi guys, it's me, your superstar fan, Jenga Jenga. Laganda, you look so pretty today. That blue is really working for you. But anyways, I don't know. I'm almost finding Drag Race is getting to the point of being just gross. Like, what was with Alexis Michelle eliminating Lala? Like, really? I had, like, a sick feeling in my stomach. Like, is it just stunts and trickery for TV? But anyways, it just left me with a sick feeling. Anyways, hate to be a downer. Love the show. Bye. (laughs) (laughs) And we have another one who came in. Hi, I'm Shepard and Laganja. This is Amy from Fleming Island, Florida. I just watched the most recent episode. I cannot believe Alexis Michelle sent Lalari home. I'm so upset. It's ridiculous. She promised. That she would protect Lala and, oh, and, and Candy had to stay. No, I'm so upset. Oh, that's, oh my gosh. That was the chance to get rid of Candy. Oh, I wanted her gone so bad. Not cool. Like, not now. I'm wishing Alexis Michelle get sent home. What, what do you think? What do you think? Really great TV, and it made us all react. And I just think that, you know, when you're on RuPaul's Drag Race, the best thing you can do is make your audience feel. They won't necessarily remember what you said or what you did, but by how you made them feel. And, you know, even if that feeling has a negative connotation, like betrayal, like feeling like she betrayed Lala, you're going to remember that. It was a ballsy move. Mm-hmm. It was out of left field. And, you know... I just think, as we've been saying all season long, Alexis has not been afraid to take us there and to give us good TV and to give us TV that 
maybe we don't always agree with, but that we're tuned into watching without missing a beat. And I will say, I mean, Alexa said that she was going to, you know, keep, keep basically like keep her safe, even though she didn't say it in those words. So I was a little shocked that she didn't keep her promise to Lala. Um, but at the end of the day, I don't even know if it was the best decision because I would be thinking in my head too, like, you know, getting rid of candy is the moment to do it. But then we don't know when these people were filming the show a year ago, who they thought the fans were going to be against or with. So you're probably, she probably was like, what if everybody at home loves candy and I send candy home? Like, and then I get the hate train from that. But you know, she did go on Twitter, Alexis Michelle, and she did end up saying that, um, after she had slept on it that night after filming, she wishes that she would have changed her decision. So she wishes that she would have actually sent Candy home as opposed to Lala. And she thought about that after she had a night's sleep about it. And as for the lip sync that you were discussing, this was my feelings on the lip sync. So we had um, Alexis Michelle and then Nikki Dahl, who hosts Drag Race France, who also is on season 11, I think, or 12. Don't really know. Um, they did these boots were made for walking. And you know, this song was redone in the 2000s by Jessica Simpson. So Which this I is love. what I was feeling. I was feeling like Nikki Dahl was channeling Jessica Simpson. And Alexis Michelle was channeling Nancy Sinatra. And yes, no, they're not the... This was not the greatest lip sync ever, but it was two completely like different versions of how they were doing it. Um, also, there were a lot of people on the internet who were wondering why Nikki Dahl was going to be on there when she wasn't known for being a lip sync assassin. And people have been like, at the end of the day, it's kind of coming off on whoever wants to lip sync, which I agree with. And I can also say that, you know, they put that in there and they had this all timed out because Drag Race France is about to drop. So it's all uh, the second season of Drag Race France is about to come out. The trailer just came out. So it's a perfect cross promotional opportunity. Absolutely. So while I think that some of these lip syncs assassins assassins are not the best, there is a storyline or a reason why these girls are coming when they do. Come. Yeah, I was kind of shocked to see Chanel in the workroom because we just seen her as a lip sync assassin and now she was back and. You know, there's definitely rumors going around whether she's going to be on the, you know, all-star season coming up. So, you know, I think every every choice they make definitely has a rhyme and a reason, even if we don't always foresee it uh, as we're watching. I felt the same way about Chanel, too. And I will say I'm going to be keeping tabs on Chanel's Instagram over the next month or so, because I know they're supposed to be filming All-Stars 9, I believe, in August. So going to be paying attention to see which girls are... Um... Oh, we got the Nancy Drew a drag over here, I see. Nancy Drewing it up. You know they have those full forums on Reddit and stuff of people who keep track of all the girls. And they're like, are they going to come back? And then they pay attention to their social media. I remember in years past, people, like, queens were, like, screwing with it. And, you know, basically, like, making it seem like their socials were not you know, being taken care of to make it seem like they were recording when they weren't. I mean, it is a strategy. It sure is. You, you do what you got to do to make sure that people don't know. I mean, that's definitely something I've always thought about, like, because I post almost every single day on Instagram. So I was like, yeah, I would have to hire someone to keep that going for me. Otherwise, people would know immediately. 
Yeah, in like two seconds, they would know. Yeah. And then you know, too, that even if you had all of your scheduled content ready to go, they would be clocking some type of hair or something that's different than what it was. They've always got something to say. I also wanted to bring up that um, Queen of the Universe was canceled. And um, they basically aired, I think it was like four episodes of season two. And then all of a sudden, they dropped the rest of the episodes, like, all in one swoop. And then you can only watch Queen of the Universe until June 30th. So you guys have four days to watch it if you are interested in watching it. And the reason why they did it is because there's a loophole with streaming services now to where if something that they put out did not do as great as what they intended for it to do and they're not getting that big of a return from it they can end up scrubbing it from their system and then getting a tax write-off so um paramount plus scrubbed queen of the universe they scrubbed a star trek series and they scrubbed a grease pink lady series and all of those are going to be off of the service on the 30th and then you will not be able to find them because they wanted a tax write-off and I loved that show, actually. I thought it was so good. And it was, I have so many queens that are singers, mm -hmm. so many friends that are queens who are also singers. And so, like, you know, I've had people who are like, I want to try out for next season. And I'm like, damn, I, I did not hear this news until now, which is why I was just so gagged. I'm gagged. Well, I was gagged, too. I was gagged because I went to go watch it the other night. Like, as I think it came out on, like, Friday nights. And all the episodes were up. And I was like, oh, some intern hit the wrong button. And then literally the next day it was like, no, it's canceled. And they put all the episodes out so everybody can watch them before it leaves on the 30th. So watch your Queen of the Universe season one and season two if you haven't. Support your queens. Go show some Oh, love. so they did put out the rest of season two so you can at least finish it. Yeah, you can finish it, but you have to do it in the next three days. So That's wild. Right? Well, their check's all cleared, so I guess they're okay. And it also leads me to wonder, and I know that this is opening a baby can of worms, a lot of RuPaul's ventures outside of Drag Race do not do as well as Drag Race does, um, which I find very interesting because I think some things should be doing well. Like, you know, RuPaul had Drag You, which was for a few seasons. And then we had... Um, they, they're doing that secret celebrity drag race. And then they had RuPaul had his talk show that he had recently. And so there are a lot of things that do not necessarily hit outside of the drag race bubble. Like, what do you think that is? Do you think it has anything to do with the quality of the show? Or do you think it has something more to do with what people like? It's hard to say. I feel like at the end of the day, you know, RuPaul's Drag Race just has such a fan base and they are so used to a formula mm -hmm. that when you try to go outside that formula, maybe it just doesn't translate as well. And maybe it just doesn't reach the same amount of people as intensely as RuPaul's Drag Race does. I mean, I personally loved Drag You. It was one of my favorite shows. I would have loved to have been on it because you weren't competing against another queen and instead you were helping someone else. It was more of like a mentorship. Mm -hmm. So I've always secretly hoped that they would bring that one back. Um, and again, I liked Queen of the Universe as well. I thought the production value was incredible. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I, I think it's a shame that things outside of the franchise don't do as well because I'm sure 
Rue himself is tired of doing the same thing and wants to branch out and give you something else. But when you have an audience base saying, well, we like this and this only, it leaves you to do what they're doing now, which is just continue more and more franchises of the same formula. It's kind of like the pop star conundrum, too. Like, you know, when you are a very successful pop star and you release an album and then it's like, all right, your fans love this album. Is your second one going to be identical or are you going to change it up and then potentially have people not like it, you know? Right. Totally. Well, we had the elimination of Miss Lala Re, and we are now down to four. Alexis Michelle, um, Jimbo... Uh, Candy Muse and Jessica Wilde. And next week is going to be a roast challenge of Carson Kressley. And I think it's very weird. We're going from four. Like normally it's like a final four, like recently in previous seasons. Like it's been like the final four and then we start cutting maybe one or two. We have a lip sync palooza, whatever it is. So I'm very interested to see how this is going to go because from what I have heard, they're going to do a variety show after this episode. So it's going to be the Carson Kressley roast and then a variety show where they bring back all the girls. And then there's going to be another episode after that. So I'm wondering if we're going to get a returning queen coming back. It's definitely going to be interesting. I cannot wait to see what happens. I'm looking forward to it. I'm ready to crown an all-stars winner, mm -hmm. and we're getting so, so close. Now, we did have an email that did come through that asked, who do we think is going to win? So not who do you want to win, but who do you think is going to win? Well, I definitely think Jimbo really has this in her bag i feel like she's just won so many challenges and even the ones that she hasn't won she's won mm -hmm. so i feel like it would just be really hard for someone else to come up there and take it from her but i do think if i had to pick someone else it would be alexis i think alexis has really shown herself she's looked beautiful she's done great in the challenges so i think she has a really good shot but i'm pretty sure it's going to be Jimbo. We've seen it from the beginning. Yeah. It's kind of been obvious to us. I agree with you there. The only thing I wonder is like, what is that final challenge going to be? If Jimbo's in the top two, three, four, whatever it is, is it going to be a lip sync palooza? Because if it is, we might be getting a Jinx and Monet edit. Yeah. We shall see. Well, guys, that's all the time that we have for you today. Thanks so much for listening to this week's episode of Queening Out. We have new shows every Tuesday. Tuesday. Yes, and make sure you subscribe to our show. You can rate and review us on your podcast app. So please go on over there and show us some love. We definitely want to keep continuing this for all of you, but we need your support in doing so. Of course. And send us an email at laganjoes at gmail.com. That's L-A-G-A-N-J-O-E-S at gmail.com. And you know what? We might read your email on the show next week. We love getting these emails in. We sure do. And if you have any burning questions for Joseph or myself about drag race or life in general, please call us and leave us a message at 805 624 5402 and we might just play it on next week's show and remember you can follow us at laganja estranja and at joseph a shepherd on the socials thank you all so much for listening or watching depending on how you're 
devouring this episode of Queening Out. And we will definitely see you next week for an all new episode. Y'all stay sickening out there. We love you. Bye. Bye.